Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkly ladypreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the terrifically talented, the multi-talented. <laughs> multi? <laughs> it sounds so dirty when you say it. Multi-talented. Multi-talented. <laughs> mm. Therese Tucker. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Multi. Multi. All I can think now is freaking fifth element. multi <laughs> <laughs> See, my husband would love that. I don't get that reference. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> clearly, clearly your husband gets the remote control a lot in your household. <laughs> Not necessarily. It's, I'm just as bad. I'm a bit of a sci-fi nut. Mm. Nerd. 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 Yes. I love it. Nerd. I love my nerdiness. Star Trek. Anyway, continuing on. That's not what we're here to talk about today. About oh, but I want nerdiness. to. <laughs> it's a whole I want to, to know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was Teresa's idea. I love it to have a bit of a chat about, you know, who is in our team and spirit. We talk about our team and spirit all the time, but we never actually talk about what or who that's made up of. And it's a great idea to sort of find out and talk about, you know, who's on your team in spirit and how do you find out? So I'm going to throw it over to Therese. Tell us about Absolutely. teams in spirit. Absolutely. Well, this team? came up, this came up during the uh, Facebook live I just did on my profile talking about what is happening currently in energy. And just a recap for those who are with us in the success circle membership or our spirit circles we had talked about how Uranus is playing a big part in energy right now. So Uranus is a planet of, it's a planet that deals with expansion, but also big changes, new and visionary ways of looking at things, unexpected changes and big ideas. Um, this all falls under the vibration of the planet Uranus. And so that came up in this card reading. And one of the things it said in the reading was, you know, unexpected examples of energy that's supporting your spiritual beliefs. And instantly when I asked my team, they said, that's talking about us over here. Um, and that more people are going to find out who's on their team. And all it takes is really just going in and asking, just have a look around. Most people don't realize they can do this. They're waiting for someone else to tell them. Well, someone else, or maybe even just waiting for the, the team, right? To be like, hi, I am so-and-so. And it doesn't always happen like that. And the reason why is free will. You have a right to be blissfully ignorant if you want to. That's, that's a complete universal right. We don't have, it's not going to be shoved in your face. And you're not going to be forced to look at anything you don't want to. Mm, um, for that. Right. I was in complete denial for many, many years. Like I didn't open that door because I had grown up as a Roman Catholic and had gone to church on a regular basis and had my own hmm, feelings and thoughts around anything to do with spirit because I had a certain definition of what that meant. So anything that was deemed as spiritual was part religion. I'm like, no, fuck that shit, not interested. Mm -mm. Well, let's talk about what you thought it was, because that would be an interesting thing for mm. everybody to talk about. What do you think's over there? What do you think's happening, or did think was happening, rather? Yeah, so I believe there was a God, but not the kind of God that I'd grown up learning about for the most part. You know, yes, completely unconditionally loving and seriously judgmental. Um, <laughs> so I had issues around that and decided that, no, all this, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to me. So anything to do with God, spirit, anything I... I 
put into the box of that's religion, not having any awareness that there was a difference between religion and being spiritual. Um, and it wasn't until I started my spiritual, not, not spiritual development, my personal development journey, where I was opened up to this concept of the universe, to um, the spiritual side, and it being very different to religion. So once I kind of got that, then I was open to, oh, I wonder who I'm working with, who are my guides, who are, you know, who's there in spirit that are, are part of my, I never thought of it as a team. I just always thought you had sort of one guide. Um, That's what that was going to be my next question is, did you perceive it as multiple or did you think no. it was like assigned? <laughs> one assigned. assigned. That's right. Well, they, that's your guide. That's who you talk to. Because having been to a couple of different psychic people, they would say, oh, my, they would refer to their guide as a singular name. So that was what I believed to be true until we started doing a lot more of our work and then started to realize that, no, actually we have a team of people, things, energies and what frequencies working with us every single day. Right. Absolutely. Um, so interesting because I'm trying to think about my experience prior to the deep work we did when we really identified our team in spirit. Um, and before that, a same thing, it was a lot of external input giving me ideas about who was there and believing that I had to take that at face value because so-and-so said, so-and-so who I went and paid money to said, I have this many people or this is the person or, this or the blah, blah, blah. Or, yeah. This is their name. Um, and, you know, we're, we're understanding more and more that, you know, the answers are inside. Mm -hmm. For a long time, the old paradigm was to externally seek answers. So you couldn't be the one to discover the truth. You had to find someone who you felt was qualified Mm -hmm. to discover the truth. You had the, the talents, the, the special skills. And I'm not saying that these people are wrong or liars or, mm -hmm. or anything else, but it is limited. And I, I do want to point that out as someone who works as a psychic and a spiritual coach. Um, my perspective on looking into someone's energy is limited as opposed to the full vision that you receive about yourself. We are so inundated and surrounded with who we are and what we are made up of that it's hard for us to see it, which is why we seek external advice. But to be fair, they're only getting to see a fraction of what you're able to see. And it has a lot to do with what we show in, in spirit. So for example, uh, if our higher self feels it's not in our best interest to know certain aspects, it will not be granted to someone like me who can look into your energy. I will not be able to see it because I need permission from your higher self to access fully. And there are, there are different, this, the higher self has its reasons. It has its own mm. reasons. Like this is not going to be, if you, if they knew this now, it would change. It might stunt their own development or their own progression in which they need to receive this information in a very specific way. Mm. So, so, so knowing that, you know, when, a, when a psychic or a, a spiritual um, healer type person tells you what they see, it's not that you should be like, oh, they're wrong. <laughs> it's not necessarily that, but they are limited based on a lot of different factors in your own energy, which is why the, and the reason why is this, your higher self wants you to go in. 
it wants you to want to do the work, right? There's a very, it's all about spiritual growth. When we desire to know more of ourselves and to expand ourselves on a spiritual level, it up levels us naturally. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> By the way, total side note this morning, um, I, I, was giving my gratitude and, and I was asking, I ask often the universe to show me signs that I'm on the right track. Like if I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing, please uh, kind of reward me with, with a yes, a big yes, right? Good usually, <laughs> usually that comes in some kind of form of, of uh, monetary reflection because I kind of tell, you know, who doesn't want to get some money for doing the right thing? I don't know. I would like it. So um, now I asked this regularly but today I was like specifically energetically connected like something about it something about the way I said it I felt it click inside of me and as soon as I got out of my meditation I looked down and there was a sale right like <laughs> I had sold something and I was like wow that was fast and then I opened it and it was for $44 and the thing that's funny about that is that's our team's number it's 44 so it was like they were like good job <laughs> So that's just an example of how your team may talk to you or the, a type of conversation. Okay, so getting back to this, knowing and understanding that truly, if you want to find out who's on your spirit team, it is completely and solely up to you, which I think is really exciting. And let's talk about what gets in the way of that. As someone who didn't do this a lot in the beginning, um, self-doubt constantly yes. double guessing going well I'm, I'm imagining it i'm making it up all of that stuff right. comes into play um and what i've learned through many years of continuing to <laughs> sometimes seek validation um is that you yes other people will give you stuff but you've got to remember it comes through their filter system so Teresa's version or whatever she's getting in energy she's still taking it through her filter system to understand what information is coming through and sharing it from that perspective so yes. If you get something different to your friends who are psychic or psychics or people who are intuitive that you talk to, remember that it is also coming through their filter system and whatever you're getting is still very specific and perfect, absolutely for you. Uh, I still sometimes think I'm making it up, but then I constantly get like the 44s or some kind of proof or something that comes through afterwards that just goes, no, you're on, you're right. And I know for me how it feels makes a difference with what comes through. Absolutely. And I, she makes such a great point. And I say this all the time and I will continue to say it, but the message for you will always come to you first. You are the first one to receive any messages about yourself. And she's absolutely right. Every person that you seek outside of yourself will be filtering that message through their own personality, the color of their personality. Um, and no matter how deeply they desire to give you the purest message, they can't help but not translate it through their own personality and experiences. That's just how it works and it's fine. But just knowing that, right? So for example, if like, if Rach were to get some information coming through a guide and she's asking me, and it's in a subject that I have very limited knowledge on to begin with, like, I don't know, let's make it about What's a subject I have limited knowledge on? Tech. Got to think. <laughs> Tech, right? Like, or like specifically coding, right? Like coding mm. stuff that's very specific. If that message were to uh, try to get to her 
she was asking me to translate it for her, I would have very little language to describe what I'm getting. I would say, I don't understand what this means. It's a string. Looks of, like it looks like code, but I don't know. And she'd be like, you know, well, what code? And I'm like, HTTPS dot com dot com dot colon. Right. So I would have very. That's a private joke. I'm not explaining. I would have a very limited vocabulary to share with her, and therefore I would have to use metaphor to explain the feeling of what I'm getting, which if, you know, with, with Rach having way more experience and understanding there, she might be able to then understand and decode that metaphor to then get the answer. But the answer, the pure answer would have come to Rach first. Mm -hmm. And all she would have had to do to get that is to settle in, focus in and say, you know, like if there's any code ideas coming, just let them drop in and they would have been like, boop, 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 you know, dropped right into her head. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just an example of the limits of seeking external advice. Mm. It's not a bad thing, but it is, it should be kind of kept to um, the idea that it is advice, right? It's mm. advice. It's help. It's meant to help steer you, not to tell you which way to go or be the ultimate authority in your life no it's not the gospels or the bibles as we would say if we were you know religious <laughs> people we're not anyway so coming back to you know who is on our team um yes. and you know depending on who you speak to people will talk about you know the things that are most familiar to them or things they resonate most with so that might be the angels it might be the ascended masters it might be buddha it might be you know, there's, there's so many different ones and even, you know, aliens and the Pleiades and, you know, various different stellar, star, anyway. Star people. Sure. Mm. Star people. Star people. We'll go with star, star people. people. And then sometimes there's just energies that you can't even give a name to because there is no name. So it's what I found is, you know, that I have worked with multiple different energies over the time. I've never sort of settled in with any one of those particular groups, but I have worked more closely with like Metatron, interestingly enough, Jesus Christ and Christ energy, um, as well as the um, Metatron, Archangel Metatron. Did I say that one already? Yes, you did. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Metatron and Metatron. Metatron. And then, oh, wait, and Metatron. And Metatron. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're my two big ones. Don't big forget Metatron. Metatron. Thank you. You're a bitch. You're lucky I love you, I tell you. You love it. You love it. So, you know, while I don't work with them all the time, they are two sort of main features in my team. But like earlier today, before we got on this podcast, I connected in with my team and I still see them as a whole bunch of energies around me. Um, I don't necessarily identify individual individuals within that unless there's a specific purpose that I want to tap into or if I ask one of them to come forward sometimes they present as particular energies and and you know what I find is in the early stages of doing this we're very concerned with who's there right we want to know we want to know names we want to know what they look like where'd you come from tell me your backstory and the more that you settle into this the more self-trust that you develop the deeper you go the more you let go of that need because in energy they don't work like that that's a very human way of relating Um, whereas when we move out of the physical form it's all about vibration and vibrational matches and so 
And many of these beings might have a physical aspect or component, but they're not always in that. In fact, when we start to transform, and we will, when we transform into fifth dimensional beings or, or fi fifth density beings, rather, we will have this very unique ability to be both a physical being and a very active non-physical being and choose when, when, when we incarnate. Now, that sounds like science fiction right there, which I'm sure H loves, <laughs> but it's very much how higher density beings operate. They're not always in physical form, so they don't always relate to physical form. It's not that they can't share with you what form they might take, but they find it unnecessary and sort of like a moot point. <laughs> like, you know, I got other stuff to, like, there's better stuff to talk about. Wouldn't you rather learn how to expand your own being? One of the things that I think, you know, early on in the piece, I was part of the reason why we're wondering, you know, who was on our team, because there's this element of, well, am I special enough to have someone like, you know, Jesus, if that's the top of your religion or um, showing up as God or, you know, the specific archangels that from a human perspective, like in our 3D world or 4D world, whatever D we're at, um, <laughs> you know, we, there are certain people like celebrities and whatnot and, and leaders, thought leaders and gurus and all that. They're all inaccessible to us directly in many ways. So mm. on a spirit front, there's almost like that, that preconceived idea that, to have someone like Jesus or whatnot be a part of our team, that must make me really, really special. So there's, there's what, that's part of the desire for wanting to know who's on my team. So am I special enough to have these, these you know, well-known energies to be a part of guiding me on, on my journey? And that's fine. And that's, it, it's just a lower vibration to come from. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but it's very ego-based to want to know, am I special? Am I different? Am I unique? And they're accessible. Right. And they, they are very accessible. All those beings uh, you have access to because they're all you. And this is where it starts, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you lost me there. <laughs> We're connected in energy, period. And the things that separate us in the physical world do not separate us yeah. in the non-physical. Uh, what I'm saying is that the egotistical part is just the concern with am I special. When you practice raising your frequency enough you you learn how to drop that concern it starts to become a second nature that you you know the higher you raise your frequency the more you you recognize and understand your connection to all that is and when you start getting to that place regularly then it naturally drops away you start to go on does this feel like them or not which is a whole other thing we could talk about which is you know, beings who are not part of your team, what are they doing? Are they trying to get in? Yeah. But the good news is when you regularly connect with your own energy team enough, you feel them and you feel when it's not them too. Mm. Um, so to go, let's talk about some beings who can be on it. So Rach named a few. Yes, it could, you could have angels. Definitely you have guides of some sort. Now, what is a guide? A guide our guides are beings who agreed to be your tech support, if you will, on this journey in this lifetime. So they signed up when you signed up and it was pre-decided who would be working with you and they're available 24 seven. These are close to you in energy. They're not that far away. Many times they're, uh, they can be just above the astral plane. 
um, but they're always accessible and they're with you for a lifetime, for a lifetime. Then you can have ascended masters like Jesus or Buddha, um, St. Paul, the Venetian, that you might tap into regularly. Now, these are more like teachers. If you were to go to university, these would be your teachers, right? You'd like regularly go to their classes. So they're not necessarily with you for a lifetime, but they're, you, have, you can have a lifetime connection. You can stay in class as much as you want. You can choose to favor a teacher, if you will. Um, but they're really teaching in groups, groups of energy, and, there's, and it helps, and it'll help you know who, who vibes with your tribe, like who your tribe is, because a lot of times people in soul groups are attracted to similar mentors and will be working with them, whether you know it or not, in energy. So yeah, they'll be over there. Angels, absolutely. People, um, they work a lot like ascended masters, energy-wise, same thing. Like you call them when you need them. Um, you can call anybody you want. Uh, there might be some that you regularly enjoy connecting with or just feel a strong pull to for whatever reason, and they'll be like your regular go-to people. Same with saints, kind of works that way too. Um, so let's talk about the star, star energy. So these, you know, interestingly enough, when you start to go out far enough, you realize that the names for things are interchangeable. For example, what some people call aliens, other people call angels. It's a vibrational frequency. It doesn't really matter what you call it. It's a higher density frequency that you're talking to. Um, so those are some of the more esoteric-y, woo-woo-y <laughs> type of beings that you might be talking to. But something else most people don't realize are on their spirit team. Now, some people do realize like they have a passed over relative that they still feel very connected to. This person is definitely a part of your spirit team. They have been their whole life. And that's what I want you to hear. Living people are a part of our spirit team. And this is where it gets really exciting is we don't recognize how much we're choosing our team. Notice I said you felt connected. You felt inspired. You've been choosing your team the whole time. Mind blown, right? So <laughs> your team isn't something that's just like arbitrarily assigned to you. You mm -hmm. have been choosing it the whole time. So when I say, Rach, that they're living people on your spirit team, how do you hear that? How do you hear that? Um, I think that's exciting because it means that there are people who might be physically inaccessible to me, but I can tap into their energies and, and learn from them or receive guidance from them. I love, you know, Esther Hicks this would be one of my favorites, knowing full well that she's channeling Abraham, but the, the, the feeling of being able to tap into that same guidance from her would be, is awesome. Um, I know you've done it before. You've tapped into the energy of Tony Robbins to get specific information that you needed for something. And so it's like, yeah, okay, cool. But you're tapping into the energy vibration. So it means that there's even less limits. Like we think. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's so funny. So I love that you mentioned Tony Robbins because for a while there he was on my spirit team. I was like, yeah, Tony. And I loved some of his stuff. Um, but something shifted, something that didn't feel in alignment with me anymore happened. And so I, you know, politely dismissed him from my team. And you can do that. You absolutely can do that. So it just shows you how much control and freedom we have in this. Some great questions are coming up that I want to answer too. Yeah. I um, wanted to add one more thing. Um, your team can change. 
there are some that will stay with you pretty regularly, but there will be others that move in and out. So when we, I do this on a fairly regular basis is when I'm struggling with something work-wise, I will actually sit and call in someone in my team and spirit who has expertise in that area. I don't always remember to do that. So, <laughs> but when I do, it makes a huge difference to call in the energy that has the expertise that can help me to do the things that I need to do. So they're, sometimes they're just coming in for a particular task. Sometimes they're coming in for a particular life phase. Sometimes they're coming in for a particular purpose, but it's not always that they're there 100% of the time. Um, and I want to point out, you know, we mentioned Esther Hicks and Tony Robbins. They do not have to be celebrities to be part of your yeah. soul team. Your friends can be a part of your soul team, your family. You know, if you think about someone who like just the thought of talking to them relaxes you or gives you courage or makes you happy or excited, you are, they are a part of your soul team. You've connected them in. Um, just so recognize that it doesn't have to be, they don't have to have some great status in the world in order to be worthy of being on your soul team. They are there because there is a deep emotional and energetic connection to you. Um, okay. So here's some great questions coming in. How great. can I connect with my team on a daily basis? Rach, why don't you give your example? I'll give mine. Um, so one of the things I do is consciously, you know, I've got to let go of everything. Like I, like I said, I did it before we, we jumped on the podcast today because baby's finally asleep. I had some breathing space. So I put everything down. I just got very quiet. I grounded and then connected in with my team. Now, because I haven't done it in a couple of days, the first thing that happened was I cried, <laughs> cried like a baby. But it was because there was like a, it's almost like the energy coming in was flushing out the stuff that was getting, that was stuck basically. So all it was was setting the intention and creating the space where I was grounded and open to connecting with them. And you can do that in five seconds, a minute to get to that point. All it is is creating the time and space to do that. You know, I call them my team. And so having that, being able to give them a name of some sort automatically calls them. It's just like when you think of your, like for me, my son, if I say Tristan, I already know who Tristan is. It's right there. It's in my, it's in my consciousness, in my energy field. So by saying, hey team, which is how I address them, instantly connected, instantly know they're there. Um, I too, like Rach, like to get a deeper connection. So Sometimes when I say, hey team, I know they're there, but it feels very stuck up here. Mm. When I want to bring it in to my body, like all the way through my heart, down into my body, anchor it into the earth, I take longer, I spend time grounding, I open up my energy centers, I call them in very specifically. So, and this is a point I do want to make. If we don't decide who can come to our house and we just open the front door, anybody can walk in. So in terms of that, I always specify who I want to come into my energetic field, um, you know, without freaking people out or getting too into the, the more unsavory aspects of energy. You got to think about it. Energy is just like people. There are some people in this world you would love to have come over to your house. Sure. Anytime. Come on in. Your energy is very welcome. And then there are some people you would not like in your house. Well, it's the same in energy. So what I do is I always specify I'm talking to my team, talking to the highest vibrational energies. If that's not you, you can't come in. And again, that's enough because free will, you're a sovereign being and it's your house. So the, the 
point is that if you don't say it, even if you intend it, sometimes you are implying consent. You didn't say you can't, but you didn't say you could. So there's a gray area. So I always make it really clear who can come in and who can't. That just helps me know that I don't have to deal with um, getting rid of any lesser energies that might want to hang out. Um, okay. So another question is, Tim is asking, he said soul groups. <laughs> okay. So your soul group is your tribe. And the easiest way to say this is they are the people on this planet that you feel the most vibrational alignment with. So Rach and I found each other. We felt vibrational alignment. The people that end up working with us also feel vibrational alignment. You're sitting here watching us. You feel vibrational alignment. We're all in a soul group. We are destined to find each other at some point. Your soul group might be in the millions. It might be in the thousands. It might be in the tens. It doesn't matter. But there is a your soul family. And this is, it's different than blood, you know, blood relatives. This is an energetic bond. And it just means that we come from a certain signature together. And what that signature is, is for like a whole other topic, <laughs> but we're connected. We're connected. Okay, cool. T Tim says he had Nikola Tesla on his team. Yeah. Okay. That would be cool. Michael. Agnes is saying, how can I call in my spirit team or get a sign from them that they are there? So, Rach, what are some signs that you've gotten that they uh, let you know they're there? Yeah, it's the repeating numbers. That's one of my favorite signs. Um, and then sometimes when I'm, I will connect in and ask them to send me a specific sign. So send me some butterflies or send me something that I will recognize that it's absolutely you to let me know that you're there. Like, oh, it's 11.33. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I tend to see a lot of repeating numbers, um, or something that repeats. So, so someone will say something and then I see it in a book or whatever. It means that I need to pay attention because now we're in synchronicity We I've asked for help and, and stuff starts to come through. So they're the main ways that I tend to, to feel like they're communicating with me. I don't see things like some people do. I don't hear things like some people do. Um, there are many different ways that, the, that your team can communicate with you and you can direct it, give them some information about mm -hmm. here's how I want you to show up in my world um, and also be just open to looking for the patterns, the synchronicities, the, the things that repeat. Yes. So in synchronicity, that's a huge one right there. Mm. And again, I want you to, to notice if you're externalizing, waiting for it, meaning like I'm just going to sit here and wait till they show me their presence. It is internally directed. You can request, I guess is the nicest way to say it, instead of demand, but you can request their presence. Like Rach was talking about, show me this. It's the same thing I had this morning. I said, give me a sign that I'm on, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it immediately showed up as like, as soon as I asked, I got a sale, which was, you know, related to this Etsy work I'm doing which is definitely confirmation, but even more confirmation is the number 44, which again, as you all know, is our signature number. So for me, that's like dead on. Like the only way they can make it clear is if they called me on the phone and go, did you get our message? I woke up <laughs> at 4.44 yesterday morning. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Right. All right. I, Thank you. Yes. 
I see them all the time. And I always say hi when I see them, by the way. And I feel like that just reaffirms the relationship. Mm. It's the more we acknowledge that we're getting the signs, the more signs we get. So do you acknowledge the signs you receive or do you try to like write it off as coincidence? I don't. I acknowledge every sign. I say hi every time I see 44. I always say it. Um, And sometimes it's ridiculous one day. So I look for, you know, we, whenever we're driving, I get 44s all the time on license plate. Triples. One day it was eight in a row to the point where I was laughing hysterically. Cause I'm like, when do you see that? Really? When do you see eight license plates in a row with the same number? It's just too bizarre. So, but it's because I keep acknowledging, I keep seeing it. And your team is looking for the easiest way mm. to get your attention. They're not trying to be all mystical and shit. They're just like, no, <laughs> we want you to get that. We want you to see it. We want you to be very aware of our presence. And so they're not going to trick you or, you know, you're not going to get some dungeon quiz that you have to answer in order to receive validation that you have an energetic team. They're going to get to you the way that they know you'll pay attention. Rach mm. and I, they know we pay attention to numbers. So that's an easy way. Here's another way they get to me. send one. If I'm not paying attention, because that happens sometimes, I get caught up in doing the work and getting in my head. And if I get stuck, often they'll use my husband to get the message to me. He'll just come out mm-hmm. with some such wise statement or wise guidance uh, for me in that moment that is so freaking perfect. Um, because he's so open, he's not closed off and, and in his head so like all the time like I am. You know, I'll ask him sometimes, what do you think? He goes, nothing. Like, How do you do that? <laughs> you say, it's, like, it's like, like crickets in my head. Like, <laughs> no, does not compute. So because he's so open, they will drop in the very piece of information that I need. And then often I'll get some other, I'll read something that then says the same thing. I'm like, okay. That's called claircognizance, by the way. When information just seems to drop into us without understanding where it came from or why that's called being claircognizant yeah it's like that just like that so yeah (laughs) watch watch for all the things that people say kids um and husbands who are not or people around you who are not big thinkers they tend to get stuff that just comes through and yeah they get inspired to tell you things well and a lot of times if you're not getting things you're stuck way in your head like way too much in your head You can't see, the thing is you can't force this. Intuition comes with relaxation. So your antenna, your your aura has this beautiful antenna-like quality. And the more relaxed you are, the more open and receptive your aura becomes. And it can be quite expansive. It can go around the world and into space if you you want. And for those people who get, (laughs) and those people who get in really high like gamma states, send it way out. Um, but so the more relaxed your mind is, the more open your intuition is and the easier it is to start receiving information. If you're thinking too hard, you are <laughs> stuck in that energy in because it's, think about it, you're concentrating, right? Yeah. You're like pulling all of your energy into this tight point because you're trying to understand and it's not based in logic. And that just makes your brain go nuts. It does not like that. The brain wants everything to be logical. Mm -hmm. It is not logic-based. So we got to let that go. So ways we can let that go. Drop into your body. (laughs) Exercise. 
run, (laughs) walk. Walking, one of the best ways. Why so many people open up. If you can get yourself into a trance state, driving actually does it to a lot of people too. So what happens is you've gone into a trance state. You actually stopped thinking and you're just kind of, believe it or not, it's not a, an active thinking process where the no, wheels are really open, turning. It's, an open it's, a, it's like a receptive process now where you're just kind of like, mm, and information can come in. So if you can get yourself into a trance state, now some people can do it in meditation. I find one of the easiest ways to do it is to drop into your body. Walk, you know, walk or drive. But you got to get to, it's, it really works best if you're driving because you have physical activities you have to do right you have to turn steer pay attention look 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 and all of that puts you in a really great open trance space Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then it's really just ask like you know a lot of you are trying to, to meet your team just get into that space of openness and receptiveness call in your team we always state from the highest vibration anything less than that is not invited allowed or accepted and from there, just sit in that space of seeing what comes to mind, what images come to mind, noticing how you feel, you know, see, like almost even asking to be shown, you know, who it is that you're, you're, you're connecting with or who you have in your team and just allow yourself to, to be open to all the different energies, the, the angels or whoever comes through. Don't, um, don't second guess it. Don't think you're imagining things because it's all true, right and real. Right. And and making sure you pay attention with your heart, right? Mm. So it's got to feel good. If for any reason it doesn't feel good, stop. Just feel like mm. no thanks and get out. Um, because, and this can happen for a couple of reasons. It can be because you just don't feel uh, emotionally safe. In the beginning when I was, I knew I had to start channeling. And I, Rach and I were just chatting as friends. And I told her, I'm terrified. I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know. I don't necessarily want it. Uh, I don't want to do it alone. And that's how our work began together. And meanwhile, um, me on the other side, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Come on, off you go. <laughs> Look, I'll sit here. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to do this. There was a couple times I cried because it was way too intense for me. Um, and that was not about my own physical safety. That was really an emotional thing I had to work through. It was a, a lack of self-trust, some fear I had to work through. So it wasn't about psychic safety. Um, when it is about psychic safety, you'll, the more you practice connecting in, the more discernment you learn. Mm. And that just means that you're like, wait, that's not right. (laughs) That's not right. And you just disconnect. You're like, no, that's not happening. Um, and then you go smudge yourself, <laughs> yeah. smudge that shit off and start again. <laughs> salt. There's a thousand ways to do it, but salt. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. But generally just, you know, connecting in and, and to asking for your team to step forward so you can get to meet them and, and ask them for messages, ask them for guidance. You just, you just sit in that space of allowing and just allow the, the images or whatever to come through and just write them down. What do they mean to you? How does that feel? What does it, you work out your own language as you do it more often. Absolutely. Journaling is one of my favorite ways mm. to get working with it. And especially um, like when I was talking to one of my main guides years ago and I journaled it, I was able to kind of go back and look at this relationship um, and definitely verify some really cool stuff 
about this guide that I have and our relationship has grown because of it. It's very exciting to me. Um, so journaling is one of like the best gifts you can give yourself in this process. If you really want to meet them and know their, their energy. Yeah. Right. Take time to write down that experience and keep it, be with it. Mm. Absolutely. So, uh, I think it's time. We have time for a few questions. If anyone yep. just has any questions, questions. <laughs> so we're going to open that up to you. Uh, you can go ahead and type those. If you're on uh, Facebook, you can type it into the chat. If you're in the room with us, you can also, we have a chat room on uh, Zoom as well. Mm -hmm. So Rach, well, is there anything you want to add before we answer questions? Uh, no, I, d I think for me, it's just re reminding people that they do have a team, that it's you know, the best way to get to know them, to find out who's there is to go sit in the space and meet them. It's Take the time, really take the time and do it on a regular basis rather than a once only, only sort of knocking on the door and going, oh my God, the, the sky's falling, I need help. Right. Um, which is what happens initially. It's like, oh, I need my time. But if you're doing 11.44, if you're connecting with them on a regular basis and building, not just building that relationship, but building that trust that in those moments where you are really struggling and you are asking for help, then it's... It, it's like you can see or feel the support so much more. I know that I do now these days, having done this work for you know the many years that we have now, I know when I tune into my team and call on them, I feel that I feel their support in energy first and foremost. And it is, it's like a big, big old hug. And it just makes everything feel so much better without anything ever happening, you know, like needing to happen in that moment either. And Rach, you briefly touched on this earlier, but you can actually call in special, I, I call them like special projects people. Specialists. Specialists. What's interesting, like, for example, what happens with Rach and I, when we get together and we work with our team, there is a co-mingling of our teams and also new members kind of drop in that are connected to the business. And yes, you do have team members that are connected to your business. Um, and interestingly enough, with different businesses, you have different, different teams. I have a different team over at Blythe Starlight than I do at Spirit for Success, mm -hmm. um, which is really awesome. And when you combine with multiple people, you get more energy. And it's not just their team and your team. New beings come in that are supporting the, the project itself. Yeah. Or the whatever event or project exactly is happening there. Um, new energy comes in. It's uh, when we were doing this in the early, early stages, we would invite people in sometimes to our channeling mm -hmm. sessions and we would get like this weird, like just expansion. I remember one time we had like 120 mm -hmm. energies on the other side. I was like, wow. And yeah. we had like five people or something like that. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also get, um, like Rach and I do this all the time. You need a PR person. How would I tap? I need help with PR. Tap into somebody. There are, there are masters um, that work with PR. There are masters mm -hmm. who work with math, science, marketing, art, marketing. Uh, you name it, they're out there. They, they exist in energy. Um, these are, some people would refer to it as like a muse. And sure, you can call it a muse. It's, what's the difference, really? Mm. that energy already exists. It's not something you're generating. It's something you're connecting to and you can ask for it on purpose at any time you want. Mm. 
Yes. So just ask, 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 and just go hang out, go network with your team and spirit. Absolutely. There are so many times where I don't consider myself a writer, but if I ask for assistance, I can get some really amazing stuff written down and like stuff that I'm like, okay, then like that was actually really cool. Like, but I, I can tell the energy is different and maybe that's why I still don't say it as me because I definitely feel that I've tapped into something else there. Um, what about you, Rach? Where are some areas where you know that it was more than you, even though you have successfully done it? Yeah. For me, it's often in the brainstorming. Like when I get into the brainstorming, I get some very, whether it's for me or with my clients, uh, the ideas that come through are so potent. I'm like, oh, damn, I hadn't even thought about that. And I can feel the difference. It feels very inspired. The energy that comes through is very strong. So, yeah, when I'm doing brainstorming, that's my, my favourite thing to do because the collective creative energies are right there and I can sort of see how it all pieces together and I get programs and products and it all fits. And I'm just like, yeah. You know, we, we can talk about a really fun one, which is um, tapping into uh, celebrities who passed Ooh. over. So we had talked about when they're on the physical plane, yes, we can uh, have them be a part of our team, right, At, energetically, but we feel a physical distance, right? There's, not a, there's a very rare chance we'll ever actually get to know them. However, when they pass over, you really can oh, get awesome. to know them. <laughs> and one of my favorites, of course, is David Bowie. And what was cool about his energy, and actually we have a podcast, if you go back mm. into our podcast where we actually did a podcast with David Bowie, which was so we fun and scary. Yeah. What's that? We call him in every so often, but I also do, um, he's a great energy to work with when playing with um, or developing your spiritual intuitive guidance. I did it with my um, sourcemanship practitioners this last session, was get them to feel into his energy and to, like we do, you know, what is mm-hmm. what color is it? What are, what images come through? What sounds? What and so it's really he's a really strong energy to be able to do that kind of work with. He loves creative. Well, one of the things that he had told us from the non physical was that he was actually part of a team who was helping people understand that they could tap into non physical energy, mm-hmm. and he actually has quite a record of people having like David Bowie experiences mm. um, because the, the energy that he's a part of desires for us to recognize that ability. Um, so yeah, he's a great one to tap into. He's very available. And I mean, he's just cool. I mean, it's David yeah. Bowie. It's David usually, Bowie. <laughs> usually creative. So if you want any kind of kick-ass creative energy, call him Bowie. Absolutely. Okay. We have a question here. Okay. So Agnes says... I have a question, re my energy level slash health. I'm sleeping more, sometimes need to take a nap during the day, experiencing foggy brain, et cetera, which is very strange. All right, you want me to answer this? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you are ascending in energy, and we all do it at different times, so try to detach from this idea that, oh, Teresa, she's doing it, so maybe I'm doing it, or Rach is doing it, so I must be doing it, or so-and-so. No, no, no. We're like, we're all on different, slightly different tracks, right? So there are days where Rach is feeling it more and I'm not. And then there are days where I feel it more and she's not. So detach from that. 
(laughs) Then there are times where everybody overwhelmingly feels the wave, right? You're going through an ascension process. When we take on more energy, meaning our energy is increasing, this actually slows us down physically. There is an integration process that happens. Our physical body has to catch up to our new level of energy. And you'd think that this might mean you're going from like five hertz to 150 hertz. No, this is like going from five hertz to seven hertz sometimes. Sometimes it's a bigger leap. Sometimes it's smaller. Um, But in order for your body to handle it and process it, it has to shut down more, right? It has to like, you actually have to go into a recovery process, which is what sleep is. So instead of feeling bad about all the sleep you're doing, understand that it's a necessary process because your cells in groups are upgrading and they're like there's certain systems are having to upgrade your respiratory system your nervous system your lymphatic system you know all these different systems physically and energetically have to start correlating again so in the meantime we kind of hang out in this yucky feeling place where we're kind of like uh, <laughs> you know like nothing's actually wrong but it doesn't feel right and it causes a lot of physical discomfort and sometimes an emotional discomfort because you just don't know what the hell's happening. And I'll add to that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, as we're going through this ascension process, we're all going through it, but some of the things you can focus on to help your body to be able to move through this a bit easier and recover quicker is to focus on gut health and detox. They're the two biggest things that I'm finding and starting to do a lot more research on purely because of my son and autism and understanding how the brain and the body work with the gut and the immune system. Anyway, as I'm reading that, I'm seeing that, you know, and in my friends who are very spiritual around me, people who are specifically empaths, it's almost while the body's toxic, while there's you know issues with the immune system and the gut health, um, it's actually amplifying what's happening in our body. So making it feel worse uh, for us. So in order to help ourselves to be able to receive these higher frequencies, to be able to move through these waves with much more ease and grace, we actually have to attend to the physical body and it's all of its functions. So gut health and um, detox would be something I would absolutely look into for yourself to help yourself through this at the same time. Yep. And hydration. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> the higher, we need more water now than normal. <laughs> than, good or quality let water, me, by the way. Let me, yeah, good quality water, but let me like take that back more mm-hmm. than normal. Our water consumption needs have changed due to the rate at which we vibrate. So the, the more, the higher we vibrate, the faster our cells spin and they're kind of like little washing machines on spin mm-hmm. cycle spinning out water really fast so you need more water than you think yep more water it will help it'll help more and more as you do this kind of spiritual work you actually need even more water again so mm-hmm. if you think you're only needing what hang on let me think um, for us it's like two two liters and two liters what we say what's that half a gallon give or take um you actually probably need to double that what and you need to make sure you replenish your salts enough as well. Yeah. So not water put really a little, yeah, or even just sprinkling a tiny bit of yep. pink Himalayan. Himalayan sea salt in mm-hmm. water 
Like every, if you drank like, let's say five of these a day, maybe on the fourth one, you put a little salt. So not like constantly salting yourself, just every couple of bottles, put a sprinkle of it in there. Or a little bit on your food. You want to definitely be getting the salt as the um, trace elements among other things. I mean, salt yeah. is also like we know about salt. Salt is detoxifying. It is. It is majorly detoxifying and, and pink Himalayan salt has a chemical makeup almost like 99.9% related to humans. It's like the closest thing we have to getting all the trace elements we need. It has, it's like the perfect salt for humans. So that's mm. one of the best ones to use. 11.55. And Tim is saying, found I have to eat more organics. Yep. Yeah, going we're doing a more vegetarian diet and eating much less meat. That's exactly what I'm doing, actually, naturally. Um, yeah. Off red meat, it's more chicken. I definitely want more fish, but I'm hesitant to go with fish because of the toxicity Mercury. of your water, yeah. So I'm getting lost on that one. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and most people are finding that they need, um, and again, a lot of people are realizing that the processed foods aren't mm. working for them, especially as they're, they're – vibration increases because you need the live component. Now this one, yeah. some of you will laugh at me, but this one was explained to me by my cat and I totally get it. <laughs> totally Mr. get it. My Pants. cat is a guru. Mr. Pants is a guru. He, he has had some amazing information for me. So he pointed out that, you know, the, the reason why he goes outside, I asked him this, by the way, is he didn't just be like, Therese, you know, <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd love I had to see you <laughs> I had to animal community. He does do that. He's always like, you know, so animal telepathy. And I asked him, okay, what's the deal with the grass? Why are you chewing on this grass, but you're not actually eating it? Is it to throw up? Cause that's what my husband thought. And I thought this, he doesn't throw up after he eats it. So what is he doing? And he's saying that he's absorbing the frequency of the living plant. The living plant is giving off a frequency and it is adding to his. So it is like a frequency kind of, um, sustenance. It's an energetic sustenance. And the reason why is, you know, we're sun beings, all human, all plant, all life on this planet is fed by the sun. Plants absorb the sun. The sun, the, the closest way we can get to eating the sun is eating plants, living plants. So the more potent and raw the plant, the more that sun's natural energy gets into our body, which increases our own frequency. In fact, going back to Nicholas, Tesla, this is why he was a vegetarian himself. Mm. And he may have been vegan actually too. But the reason why is because he realized that we're basically batteries that are solar powered and that the best way to get his mind working at the most optimal frequency was to be eating more raw fruits and vegetables because of the direct impact of the solar energy in the food. Mm. So without us even understanding any of that, we're naturally attracted to fresh, raw, organic, uh, living food as we raise our frequency because something internally just gets it. We get it without necessarily mentally understanding why. Mm. Yeah, we've moved over to pretty much all organic. We've gotten rid of a lot of packaged foods. That said, we have enjoyed some nuggets the last few days. But gluten-free. I know. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like that we're, about, we're down to sort of the 90-10. 90% we do really, really good. And then we have the 10% where, you know, depends even on if you can do 80, 20, that's yeah. so much better. Honestly. I mean, it's not about perfection. It's no. about progress. 
for, and, and it's, and ultimately it should be about because it feels good, right? Or I feel better when I do that. Same with all my supplements because we're still not getting everything we need from our food. Um, yeah, there's supplementation needs to happen for the body to have everything it needs. And most people I know, their bodies are lacking in something. So you know, seeing a good naturopath or someone who can help you identify the gaps in your nutrition, so your vitamins and minerals, um, to be able to recommend the right supplements to keep going. So um, uh, who was it that asked the question? Uh, that started wait. on this? Agnes. <laughs> Agnes. Agnes. <laughs> I was going to say Aggie, but I'm like, no, I can't say that's not right. Not Aggie. Agnes. No, no, sorry. Um, but yeah, God, what was I going to say? Now I've lost it because I was too busy trying to work out the name. Supplements. You were talking about supplements or getting supplements, supplements. or yeah, any information oh, about supplements? Yeah, the brain fog. Um, mm -hmm. For me, it, a brain fog has a lot to do with my zinc levels. So zinc was the first thing that came to mind when you were talking about that is to look at that getting some extra zinc into you that will help with the mental processing. See, even I'm <laughs> Tim, having trouble Tim with is saying he takes so many supplements that he rattles when he walks. <laughs> like a, a vitamin bottle. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And then I've got, like, all my other ones are in powders. Pork Jacks, like his breakfast. Okay, now, just side note. His breakfast huh. is ground-up chia seeds. Now, this is all organic. Ground-up chia seeds. Then it's got some spirulina. It's got hemp seeds. It's got probiotic. It's got ground up vitamin B3, D3 and K2 sprayed into it. Um, it's got detox, so the, the diatomaceous earth detox powder. Uh, also got some stuff in it that's going to kill the parasite that's in his tummy. And then on top of that, then it's mixed with water. And then I have organic fruit that I put inside of it. That's his breakfast. It looks like green sludge. But it's jam-packed full of nutrition and supplements for him. And he eats it. I wouldn't eat it. I don't like it. You know what? Weirdly enough, I have gotten kind of used to that. Like I, you know, for a girl who not that long ago, God, Rach, when we first started, when we first started talking, I was drinking Frappuccinos. Never again, by the way. And that's a whole other story. <laughs> but <laughs> Bad idea. Bad story. I could drink a Frappuccino when we first knew each other. And now I, I have a smoothie that I call my s'mores Frappuccino, but it's absolutely nothing like it. It's all supplements with a little bit of like cacao, right? Uh -huh. I got my cacao in there. My green smoothie. But I have all same supplements. All, and just chocolate it up. And then what I got actually, and this tastes really good. It really does taste like a s'mores Frappuccino to me, but I got these all natural tiny marshmallows and I put them in the blender and it blended up every once in a while you get a marshmallow chunk and you're like, <laughs> so good. It's made with like brown rice and you know, it's healthy. It's healthy. And that's the thing. But, like it, we, we are in so, so much deficit in our bodies at the moment that we do need like huge amounts of supplements to fill in the gaps and keep our bodies doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to detox. They're supposed to assimilate food and pull all the nutrients out of it. And they're not doing it. And we know because our brains don't work, we can't focus, we don't have energy and we're not. And as we're moving through these ascension waves, they're knocking us for a fucking six. But as you get, as your body is lighter, which means it's got all, it's doing all the things it's meant to do and it's operating at optimal, optimal levels on everything those waves won't knock us over anywhere near as much as they do. So it's, it's an indicator of where a physical body is at at the same time. <laughs> it's 
sorry. <laughs> I got really distracted watching the replay because for those who are seeing us on Facebook, this is like at least 30 seconds delayed. And I'm looking at Facebook at your comments. And so I'm watching our facial reactions and I'm like, where is it? Where do I make the face? And then I, I saw it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the face. There is. There is. Anyway. <laughs> no, this is such a good topic. In fact, we should go into that on another podcast mm. for sure. We would have a lot to share. And I would love, we would both love to hear from you. Like, what are you doing? to help your body through this time because we are all having to learn a major transition mm. on how to be a physical being because we're a physical being going through an ascension process and it does affect us on a physical level. So because we're all the pioneers, we're the group that decided to come here during this time because we were like, you know, but then we got here and we went, wait, what are we supposed wait, to what, do? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Did I sign up for that? I don't think so. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not ready for this. No. So. Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. Nope. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're all here to support each other, learn yeah. from each other, grow together, be each other's teachers, as well as you know, um, as well as whoever's out there, we're the new wave. We're the ones who have to help figure this problem out. And we're the ones who are ready to do it. Believe it or not, you are designed and ready for this mission. So feel free if you want to share in our feed here, what are you doing? You want to put your uh, favorite smoothie recipe in there, put it in there. We'll have, we'll have to do like a post where we share our favorite concoctions, um, but that would be since we started off this session about talking about our team and spirit, feel free to tell us who's on your team. And if you oh, haven't yeah. sort of made that connection, do it in the next, you know, do it over this next few days and then come back to this, this podcast and post, you know, who did you meet? Who did you discuss? Yes. Absolutely. And chat about that. And remember, there's no limit. So yeah. if someone says I have Nikola Tesla and you're like, awesome. High five. You can connect him too. There's no limit to the amount of connections we can make in energy. And here's a fun awesome. exercise, which I might get my yeah. practitioners to do, is to tune into these different energies and ask for, you know, for some kind of lesson or guidance or something and just write down what you get from that person or that energy and then go to another one and get, see what guidance you get from a different energy and see the difference in. You'll see that almost like personalities coming through the different types of guidance that you get. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and subscribe so that we can bring you cool new things coming soon. Yes. All right. All right. Until next time, relax. We got this. Yeah, we do. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit, the number four success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.